What's up, everybody? It's Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. The Power Rankings Show. I think somebody needs to open up our Nintendo and blow on it. Uh, <laughs> the music sounded a little bit quirky there. I, I'm joined, as always, uh, by at Marcus underscore Mosher. How are you, sir? Doing fantastic. Uh, excited to, to talk about week seven. Did you ever open up the door on your Nintendo NES, pull out the cartridge and blow both on the cartridge and inside of the Nintendo? Uh, I mean, I only played Nintendo like every day of my life. So, of course. And then if you were if you were really risky, you get some like rubbing alcohol on like a Q-tip and you, you put it inside the cartridge to get it extra clean. That always seemed to help me out when punch out was, you know, not working particularly well. Word to your lab partner. I understand what you're talking about there. Um, so we're getting to do some picks today. We had a long podcast yesterday, like our longest one in a long time. And I found out from Marcus that some for some reason, the podcast recorded uh, on my AirPods. Like, you know you're, how you can talk on your AirPods on the phone. And I use them only for the listening part. But somehow, and I know I changed the setting. So if the audio really stunk yesterday, we apologize. I apologize. It probably made me sound better. Honestly, <clears throat> see here in my throat right now. Um, other thing about yesterday's podcast that I should mention is it's really like I know every year we say, man, the NFL is crazy and every week's unpredictable. Truly, I can't remember a time this late in the season where we literally have probably 26 mediocre or worse teams. Feels low. <laughs> feels low. Feels <laughs> low. You think, you think it's feel like it could be even higher than that, right? Like feels like twenty eight to thirty is probably the right number. Is crazy, just absolutely crazy, and and you know, but it's got to give a lot of teams and a lot of fan bases hope that hey, if we can get it together, especially the teams that have new coaches, uh, maybe they see what the Giants are doing and uh, they can turn it around. How many fan bases right now do you think their teams are thinking? Hey, we're out of the playoff hunt already after six games. Is there anybody yet? Zero. I mean, the only one that I could think of would be like Houston, but they are what one, three, and one, or one. Yeah, or Carolina. Carolina's the answer, right? They're probably the only one. But then again, they're only two games out of the division. I know it's a it's a weird deal. It's a totally weird deal. And with Houston, like uh, we talked about yesterday, they've been in every single game. Um, they had a bye last week. That's why they're only one, three, and one. Um, actually, a couple teams in the South had a buy. Tennessee had a buy last week, and and Tennessee's actually a good lesson in all this because it was really easy to write them off after losing the Giants and getting blown out against Buffalo. Probably the worst blowout I would say of the season so far. And here they are at three and two, coming off a buy, doing just fine. They'll be active this week. We'll get to their game uh, now. Per the usual, I haven't looked at any lines. I haven't looked at any spreads. Marcus doesn't like for me to do that, so I come in this completely unaware of what uh, 
Vegas is thinking, so I'm just guessing here. And uh, as usual, we're going to start with Thursday night. At least this game has the potential to be better. Yeah. We think, although neither one of these teams played particularly well last week. Yeah, so Saints at Cardinals. Cardinals are two-point favorites at State Farm Stadium. Saints are going to be without a lot of players again in this game. Seems like Marshawn Lattimore is not going to play. No Michael Thomas. Uh, some injuries on their offensive line. And I still kind of like the Saints a little bit. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the quarterback situation with New Orleans? I wish Winston was playing. I, he just gives mm-hmm. them more playmaking down the field. I think Andy Dalton's fine as a spot starter, but they need somebody that can push the ball down the field and get the ball to Chris Olave. They can't just be all underneath stuff and runs with Taysom Hill. We already know how Marcus feels about Thursday night football. <laughs> so we won't go on a rant here, but isn't this a exhibit a of playing on Thursday, meaning you're not going to have certain guys available. Yeah. yeah. Um, at least this game's kind of fun, right? I mean, I don't enjoy watching the, the Cardinals and I don't really watch the Saints either, but it's better than what we've had. I think the Cardinals are healthier. They're coming off a bad game. They're at home. I think they're going to rebound in a short week. I like the Cardinals to win by a field goal, so they're going to yeah. cover this spread. I agree with the, you. The over-under, I think, has got to be pretty low on this game. Um, it's really hard to do on a Thursday night, but I would probably guess somewhere in the 43 range, 43 and a half. 44 and a half. So close. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next game. This game is yep. depressing. All, All right. right. So before we get into the Sunday afternoon slate, um, fellas, Anybody that has a spouse and your, your spouse has had to sit there and give up your Sundays, uh, this is one like you can earn some brownie points. Like if you want to go apple picking on Sunday morning or you want to go to the pumpkin patch, I highly recommend you doing that because these Sunday games suck. <laughs> they're they're awful. <laughs> Great. So with that kind of intro, what are we kicking uh, off with? But for the people that are degenerate gamblers like us, Falcons at Bengals. Bengals minus six. Yeah, you know, it's it's easy to say, yeah, Cincinnati's going to cover that. Uh, Cincinnati got the win last week against New Orleans. They played very tough against Baltimore. Cincinnati the week before that, excuse me, Miami. But Atlanta has been so pesky. And play the, the kind of game that Atlanta plays, I feel, travels well, Marcus, because they're not relying on their quarterback to air it out 50 times. They're mm-hmm. doing... Uh, I don't want to say basic stuff, but when you lean on the run and you don't put as much on your quarterback, I feel that that style of football travels better. I would stay away from the spread altogether. In terms of picking, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Cincinnati here, a vote of confidence to win the game, but not to cover this. Falcons are the first team in NFL history to go 6-0 and against the spread in the first six weeks of the season. Yeah. like They just keep playing over their heads. I'm taking the Falcons here, honestly, I, to, to cover the spread. Uh, no Logan Wilson, who got hurt for the Bengals last mm-hmm. week. DJ Reader uh, is out with a knee injury. He's been out for a couple of weeks. Why can't the Falcons turn this into a 23-20 to 20 game, which they lose right at the end? I, I, I think it's going to be a really close one. And also notice the deft move by Marcus. He's getting really good at this, by the way. Let Elliott commit to a pick. 
yep. and then slide in with any injury updates that might have swayed me, but I've already committed. I, it's yeah. it's one of your better moves. I would. Well, say. I'm I just. I mean, I I try to prepare that, for the podcast yeah. and be ready to go. So there you go. Yeah. That well, that's that's. I mean, kind of unimportant. Okay, so let's go to the next game. <laughs> Uh, Lions at Cowboys. Like this is probably the best one o'clock game, which tells you everything you need to know. Cowboys seven point favorites at home. Well, speaking of injuries, this is a game that the Lions really need to get their secondary back. Uh, they were off last week. They had a bye the week before. They got blown out against New England, and even worse than that, they lost a lot of players to injury. They they their defense was already bad to begin with. You could make the argument it's been the worst in the league. So playing at Dallas, don't particularly love this for the Lions, and I don't really love for them to cover the spread. I think the question everyone's going to have on their mind, Marcus, is who's playing quarterback for Dallas. Sounds like Dak Prescott. It would be almost a shock if he didn't play. That's that's what I would think too. But again, if you're not somebody that follows the Cowboys closely, you're kind of wondering, man, does, does Cooper Rush get to play again after he played poorly last week? I expect the Cowboys defense to rebound in this game as well, although the Lions offense has been no pushover this season. Nope. So I actually think there could be some points scored in this game. This should not be a super low total has been the uh, – the theme with the Cowboys because of their defense, partially because the Lions defense is so bad. Yep. I got to think this is more up in the 45, 46 range. 49. So that's a pretty good indication that Vegas thinks that Dak is playing, right? Yeah, I would be very careful about going over on that because that's a lot of points. you don't, and you don't know. And even if Dak does play, what if he's rusty? Yeah. You know, what if he's just a little bit off? Um, I would go under on the 49. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys to cover this. I'm taking the Cowboys to win, but the Lions to cover. Uh, so basically, if you're taking the Cowboys to cover, you think they're going to win by two scores. Um, I don't see that. I, I see this being a game in which both teams just run the crap out of the ball. And it's like a 24-21 game where maybe the Cowboys have the final possession and they just sit on the ball for the last three and a half minutes. Like I, I think it's going to be that type of game. Boy, Marcus Mosher, who tells me how awful the Lions are all the time, all the time. They and play close he games, tells me but... that Dak, Dak Prescott is the great savior to the NFL season. He's, they're going to put up all these points with Dak. And so what's he say? I don't think the Cowboys can cover seven points. No, it's just, listen, it's the first game back. I think they'll take any kind of win in which they score over 20 points. You, like, you have multiple crafts. One, like I said, throwing the injuries out after I commit Two, speaking out of both sides of your mouth, you're truly proficient and three looking like a bad guy in a 1985 uh, B movie right now with that collar and the hood. What would be your line in the movie? I, I already, you're not the main show. bad guy. You're like, I, what do you think it would be? It's a get him a body bag. But could it be like one word? We'll wait till we get to the Broncos. Uh, so Broncos discussion. Although, wait, the Broncos are on a bye this week, aren't I they? know. It's terrible, isn't it? We have no one word for our podcast. I know what you're going to say at the end of our podcast, though. So we can move on to the uh, Tennessee Titans game. Yeah, actually, this is a fun game. Like, if I wasn't obligated to watch another 1 o'clock game, this would be the one I want to watch. Colts at Titans. Titans, only a two and a half point favorite in this game. I'll take the Titans to cover that, and it's this is a very simple matchup for me. The Titans defensive line, which I talked about a little bit with you yesterday, albeit with horrible audio, against the Colts offensive line, which has been so problematic for them, 
I know they had a pretty good offensive day last week. Uh, the Jags front is not the Titans front, and that was yep. in Indy. This game is in Tennessee. I still worry about Tennessee's secondary a little bit. They can't cover anybody. Um, but the Titans coming off a bye, Vrabel's going to have them ready to go. I'll take the Titans to win and cover as well. Four and uh, two, that, buddy. Four and two. Yeah. Uh, Packers at Commanders. Packers, five-point favorites on the road. Well, this is with Heineke playing, and I don't know that this is a spread that I would want to bet on. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to rank these three quarterbacks. Sure. In terms of who gives you the best chance to win, Taylor Heineke, Zach Wilson, and Daniel Jones. Oh. Is Taylor I think Heineke, Heineke and Daniel Jones are even Steven, and I'll take Zach Wilson a distant third. So what I'm trying to say to you is, I don't know if there's a big quarterback difference from what Green Bay has played over the last two weeks. One other thing that we've talked about before, at least on the phone, sometimes on our podcast, is guys playing for somebody. And it's hard not to like Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Now, I don't know how that locker room feels about him personally, but it's hard not to like him. He plays really hard. Everybody kind of knows his journey from the classroom, uh, thinking his career was probably not going to come. And then he gets a phone call. I thought he played well at times for Washington. Really, the question is, is Washington's front going to show up? Because if they do, when they do defensively, they play really well, Marcus. And if the Packers can't run the ball in this game, Aaron Rodgers isn't playing well enough to deliver a win. So how do you feel about this spread? I'm going to let you commit on this one first. By the way, I want to clear up something. Uh, the Broncos aren't on a bye. They've got a game that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, just to be clear. Yeah, uh, it's a bye. It's not. Because uh, well, <laughs> no one's going to watch it. Go ahead. Uh, I'll take Green Bay. This is kind of a must-win game for Green Bay. Not in the sense that they needed to, to make the playoffs, but... If you lose a third straight game to, let's say, below average quarterbacks, it's, it'll be officially panic time in Green Bay. I think the Packers win and they cover, but it's not necessarily pretty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm, I'm staying so far away from the spread. I'll take the Packers to win outright, but I could see it literally being by a measly point. I also don't expect a lot of points in this game either. This should be another low point total. Certainly lower than Cowboys Lions. My guess here would be 42 and a half. Even lower, 41 and a half. Wow. That's, that is low for an Aaron Rodgers game. I'm not going under that. I think that's too risky to go under that, especially if Heineke throws a pick six, right? Um, yeah. Not that he's prone to the big mistake, but you know, it's the first time playing in a long time for him. So not uh, even close up. to our lowest total of the week. Um, <laughs> next one, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Tampa Bay, an 11-point 11 11 favorite over the Panthers on the road. 11-point favorite on the road after they just lost outright as a 9-point favorite last week. No way I'm betting on that. Why would you take that? I, a little bit know, of like what, a Brady get-right game after losing. Like he's not going to lose sure. back-to-back games. I guess. It's just, you know, we talk about this. I, I'm the kind of guy I'd rather bet on what I know. And I'm not betting on the worst team in the league and a team that can't get it together. A worst team in the league with new quarterback, new head coach. Uh, forget it. Why deal with all those uh, unknowns? I'd rather bet on something like Tennessee beating the Colts uh, and covering that spread than something like this. Uh, that said, I'll pick Tampa Bay to win outright. Um, this may be a, a get-right game, but there's a lot more wrong with, with than just the quarterback or the offensive line. 
The Buccaneers receivers had some drops. You watched the the Pittsburgh game. Didn't Chris Godwin drop a really important ball in that game? Russell Gage dropped a touchdown. Uh, How much is the Bucs pass rush consistently collapsing the pocket? That's another question I have. When you play in a quarterback that's not very good, you don't want to let these guys hang around and have all day to throw because even second and third string quarterbacks can tear you up if they have enough time to throw. That's why they're in the NFL. And Mitch Trubisky showed that last week against Tampa yes. Bay, right? Yes. Um, I think I'll take Go Tampa ahead. Bay to win and cover here. I just uh, don't know how Carol- I think it's going to be a stretch for Carolina to score 10 points in this game. So if Tampa can get to 21, I think they'll cover. Um, it's This is just blindly trusting Tom Brady and Mike Evans and that defense. But I think I think they will get back on the right track. Hey, we missed our opportunity last week to spend extra time talking about the Panthers game and going no, over their depth charts good. on our lads. This would be a really great opportunity. We're good. Or not. Uh, next one. <laughs> uh, it is the New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Jacksonville, a four-point favorite in this game. I'll take the Giants to win. Obviously, they don't have to cover because they are underdogs, and uh, I feel really good about it. And this is another game where I think the point total is going to be pretty doggone low. Uh, 42 and a half. We should also mention Tampa yeah. Bay, Carolina, 40 and a half. Uh, this one's 42 and a half. Yeah, I, I, first of all, Jacksonville is going to have to stop uh, the Giants run game. They may be able to do that, but right now I don't trust Jacksonville's offense. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had a decent game last week. Uh, this Giants team is really well coached. They're doing all the right things. Um, and if Thibodeau cont- continues to develop and Leonard Williams gets more healthy, this defense is a little bit stronger. Um, and they've done it. They've proved it, proven it so far. I don't think it's fluky. If you've watched the Giants this year, it's not fluky. And quite frankly, if they had Leonard Williams for that Cowboys game, I'm not convinced the Cowboys would have won that game. Sure. The, the Giants won loss. Uh, you know how much I don't like this Jacksonville team this year and how I don't buy into anything that they're doing. But I'm taking them to win and cover. Okay. I mean, you differed from me a lot last week. We saw how that worked out. Very well. That's uh, why I got a nice cigar that I'm smoking today. Oh, yeah. Maybe on your maybe on your betting, but not on your straight up home uh, slice cheese. All I, right. I just What's next? I don't have a lot of confidence in that one, but at some point this – this offense is going to, I mean, they, they've already been really bad for the Giants. I think the, they're going to struggle to win one of these games. They're not going to be able to be, to pull every single one out of their butt. Uh, next one. All right. Browns at Ravens. Ravens, six and a half point favorites. Yeah. You know, the Browns, it's kind of interesting because the Browns, as we've mentioned many times, could have such a good record right now. For them to be this big of underdog against such an underwhelming and I'm putting this in air quotes if you're not watching, good team in the Ravens. That's a little steep for me. Uh, Marcus, I agree I'll with take you. the Browns to cover this, but I'm going to take the Ravens to win because they are at home. I will absolutely take the Browns to cover. Mm, I'll side with you on the Ravens to win, although I don't feel good about it. Like I, I can see this just being a game where the Browns run like crazy on the Ravens, and that's it. The Ravens did a decent job with Saquon last week. Saquon had 23 carries for 84 yards, which is a, you know, it's a, it's an okay game. Um, but this Browns offensive line, I think is better than the Giants offensive line. As much as I like Saquon, I think Nick Chubb is a little bit better than Saquon. Is that fair? 
Well, I know you're sure. a huge Nick Chubb fan. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I'm with you. This is it's that's the key matchup, isn't it? Can the Ravens thwart the Browns run game? If they can, this will be an easy win at home. Yes. If they can't, the Browns could easily win this game. I think the right call here is Ravens to win outright, Browns to cover. Yep. Next game. Uh the one I know you're really excited about. Jets at Broncos. This is a pickup. I mean, this is a <laughs> this is a buy. So how many I want to know what the rating is going to be for this so game. So l- l- let me give you some updates. So Russell Wilson yeah. told reporters after the game that he had a seriously injured hamstring uh that should knock him out for multiple weeks, but he's gonna play through it. Today he told reporters oh my gosh. I'm, I'm gonna read the quote for you. He said he's feeling uh much better, and he said he's he maybe has Wolverine blood in his body. That's what he told reporters. Okay. This is just how I interpret that. First, you say you have an injury that you haven't mentioned before because something like a hamstring is easy to do that with. There's no cast involved. There's no, there's nothing visual, right? For anyone to see. Well, it's just like, so it's, you a, play a, it's just like, a, it, I don't know if you saw this on Monday night, the game. So there was this rumor that he had like a lat injury, right? Like very similar yes. to what Dak had yeah. and on the broadcasts. Joe Buck said, "Yeah, Russell Wilson told us pregame that he tore his lat, and it's uh, that could, could should have knocked him out for the season, but he's playing through it." Yeah. So then you play poorly, and now you have a hamstring injury. But then you realize there's going to be a little bit of pushback on that because people are going to think you're making excuses. So then you need to come back and say, "You know what? Though I'm feeling a lot better, so it doesn't seem like that." That's what it seems like to me. Uh, look, Russell Wilson's aware, and Nathaniel Hackett's aware. This offense might be the worst offense in pro football. It's certainly who would you put beneath them right now? Carolina. Uh, okay. That's it. Okay. Maybe Houston. That's it. I mean, that's, those are the two, right? Yeah. I, it's, it's now their defense has been really good. And I think their defense is going to come to play against the jets. And I think the jets little winning streak here comes to an end because of this Broncos defense being at home, Marcus. It is a short week for the Broncos, and they did play an overtime game against a divisional opponent. But I kind of agree with you. The Jets' offense has just not been very good the last couple of weeks. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball on Denver. That is where Denver's really good. So I'll I'll go with you. The blind. What's phase the spread the on this? Pick them. Oh, it's a pick them. Okay. Um, I think the other thing here too is at some point. You know me. I'm different than you. I believe in old school football. I believe in running the ball and playing defense and playing clock ball to an extent. But as we talk about and as you love to underline, and it's true, at some point your quarterback has to make plays for you. Even even the Cowboys who didn't get a lot of prolific stats from Cooper Rush, when they needed throws from him in that win streak, he gave it to them. Honestly, I I don't know that Zach Wilson's going to do that. And the Broncos secondary are no pushovers either. Uh, this has got to be another really low total, though. I mean, like 39 and a half, maybe? Lower. Oh, my gosh. 38 and 38. Half. It's really hard to go under that. But, there's but I no would way not bet the over. over. No <laughs> way. No way. No, stay away from that one. Uh, yeah. Te- Texans at Raiders. Raiders, seven-point favorites. Devontae Adams will play in this game uh, as they kind of let the legal process play out, which is ridiculous. Um, Raiders going to be without Nate Hobbs. Uh, but that's that's about it. I think the Raiders will cover this. I do. Um, 
but I think this is going to be a hard fought game. Uh, I think you can lose by eight points. You can lose by 12 points and really play hard. Uh, and the Raiders get a late score to put it away. I like the way Houston's played. I think I'm more intrigued putting the, the I've already said the Raiders win and cover. Putting all that aside, I really would like to see Davis Mills have himself a game. Just make some big plays in this game. Put up 21 or more. Houston's had a really hard time scoring points. The win that they got was against Jacksonville. Wasn't that nine to six? Yep. I yep. think, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'd like to see Houston, like I said, put up over 20 points, 23. That would be great, but I'm, I'm taking the Raiders to win and cover. Yeah, Raiders have the third worst secondary in the NFL, according to a PFF article that I wrote yesterday. Uh, I, I think I think the Raiders are going to be just fine on defense. So I don't think Houston's going to scare them all on offense. Now, I know you weren't huge on the Raiders secondary coming into the year, but some of that's been a little bit injury-related. A lot of well it injury. With them. A lot of it injury-related. Hobbs is their best corner. He's out. Anthony Averett, yeah. their other best corner. He's actually going to return this week. But yeah, it's just not a very good unit. Yeah, and it's one where their pass rush really needs to make up for it. Chandler Jones has had moments this year, but he's also had moments where he's been, uh, I don't want to say invisible, but not great. So we'll see what And Max Crosby not having quite the same year he had last year, although he's still really, really good. Uh, Next game, this is an Elliott Harrison special all the way. It is the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers six-point favorites in this game. I was going to take the Chargers by seven. And a in a faith vote here, but Seattle has played so tough that if you want to stay away from it, I'm fine with that. I would not take Seattle automatically to to lose by two or three because I think the game is going to be up for these guys at some point. So either stay away or take the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers to win outright. I think the harder thing to decipher here, though, is the total because Seattle has put a ton of points up for them Mm -hmm. and their defense has been really bad, but the chargers offense has been so uh, middling. Wouldn't you say it's, they've been a huge disappointment. Really? It's tough. I am going to guess that Vegas has this at like 48, 49 in that area. 51. A little high for me. I I think Keenan Allen's going to be back this week and he just really unlocks that offense because now Mike Williams can, yeah, Mike Williams can make plays down the field. They, they really like some of their underneath receivers. I, I'm inclined with you. I'd take the Chargers to win, but I would stay away from that six-point spread. That's saying it's terrifying. The total, if anything, I, I that's another stay away from me. I can't. It, it, it's too hard with, with these two teams. Yeah. Um, Man, sounds could you couldn't okay, you see this? Up. Couldn't you see this being the game where like the Chargers offense finally goes off and they score 35 sure. points? Absolutely. But this is also could be the game where Geno Smith kind of comes back down to earth and the Chargers play more of the same football they've been playing, like they played this past Monday night. Oh. Also, it's a short week for the Chargers. I could also see this game being like, you know, 24 sure. to 19 or something like that. Because right. 19 is scored so often. Yeah. That's been quite a bit this year. Uh, it was next yeah, one. Monday night game. Go ahead. Best uh, best game of the weekend. Chiefs at 49ers. Chiefs four point for excuse me three point favorites. 
Yeah, the, the the tough part about this is which 49ers are going to play and which 49ers aren't going to play. This team was completely ravaged by injury uh, last week in Atlanta. They lost by two scores. It would lead you to believe the 49ers aren't very good. I don't think that's the case. I just There's a point, and I don't like to play the injury game, but there's a point when you're down so many players that you're just not really the same team and you don't have the same uh, identity. Kansas City is still a really good team. On the road, I think Kansas City is going to cover this and win. I would agree. Uh, Andy Reid doesn't really lose back-to-back games. And with the 49ers secondary being this banged up, I think they're going to be able to have some success. So I would take the Chiefs to win and cover here. And if they have no Bosa again, they're not going to have the pass rush to to mitigate that. They've had injuries all over the place. And quite frankly, it would be a lot easier to pick them at home if Jimmy Garoppolo could put two good games together. Uh, But that's just not the case right now. So I will take Kansas City. All right. Sunday night football. It's Kenny Pickett in the Steelers against Tua and the Dolphins. I believe Tua. Dolphins, seven-point favorites at home. Whether it's Bridgewater or Tua, um, I think Miami can cover this. I do. I'm with you. I think Pittsburgh has a lot of flaws right now. And I think one of the biggest flaws they have is they went and got a garden free agency, uh, Daniels. They also, they've got Mitch Trubisky under center in, in theory last week. And when they have him, you would think that their running game could get going partially because of his mobility. But if you watch the Steelers running backs this year, Marcus, they're, they're really not, getting any even medium-sized no. runs. No. So are you going to beat Miami down the field, throwing the ball, whether it's Pickett or Trubisky? I don't think so. I, I like Miami to win and cover. Mm. This one's tough for me because I hated what I saw from Miami's offensive line last week. So Darius Smith just killed them. I mean, absolutely killed them. Um, and yet they were in that game for a while. I think I want to take Pittsburgh to win a cover this week. I do. It's a Sunday night game. Mike Tomlin's been really, really good in prime time. And don't you worry about Tua a little bit in his first game back? Like he's just going to struggle and be a little bit cautious. I, I just, I would feel better about the Dolphins if Bridgewater was playing in this game, to be honest. I, I understand that. Uh, with Minnesota, you've got two good edge rushers. Do you really feel like, Pittsburgh's going to be able to expose that offensive line the way that Miami was able to. Not to the same degree, but I think interior pressure with Cam Hayward against, I guess, Liam Eikenberg, their left guard, that's going to be a big problem for them. Just real quick, any chance you think there's a reverse course here and Tua does not play and it's Bridgewater? I would be surprised at this point. I saw Tua today was he was speaking in front of the media for the first time since he has concussion. By the way, some of the things that he was he was saying was pretty scary. Like he doesn't remember being carted off the field or anything like that. And so I don't, I don't know. I, I I I just worry. Play I think Teddy. I would play Teddy as well. Give Tua one more week of practice, but I wouldn't be surprised if he looks pretty rough in this game. If we if we put all the concussion discussion aside, okay, and we've been pretty much on the record how we feel about this, and let's just go to your point because Marcus feels, and I love speaking for you, that developing a quarterback should be every organization's first priority. I feel like it should be winning the Super Bowl. That's 
where we yep. differ. But yep, I agree. Go on to your priority. By the way, I'm not. Does it you're make, right. You're right. Actually, does it make sense to play Tua on any level? Tell me where it makes sense to play Tua this week. I just don't think he needs to be in a prime time spot. And probably if people are wondering no. what difference, what difference does it make if it's a prime time game or not? I don't think you need it all does. those questions. I think it matters. Absolutely. And Sunday night, Pittsburgh, Miami, I think a lot of people are going to be watching that game. There's even the kind of the older crowd. There's a historical, these are two proud, uh, great franchises from the old AFC days, the seventies and eighties. Um, I think the game's going to get a good rating. What about all those kind of fringe NFL fans or people that don't even really love the NFL? Maybe they're college fans and they're going to be seeing this and being like, isn't this the guy that I just saw three weeks ago on the field? You know what I'm saying? Right, and, and exactly. being like, why in the world? Um, I, I don't like this at all, but I'm going to take Miami to win and cover on that. Uh, let's talk uh, Monday night. Chicago Bears at New England Patriots. Patriots, eight-point favorites. Oh, that's a tough line. Ugh. Oh, so I don't I- like that. I don't know if you saw this, but Bill Belichick um, spent the first, I think, about 10 minutes of his press conference today praising the Bears and their offense and how innovative it is and how, yeah. how much he loves Justin Fields and how he's a threat to score a touchdown whenever he touches the ball. To me, that means that this game is going to be like 30-0 to zero Patriots. Yeah, New England wins and covers. Uh, that, that answered that. Uh, <laughs> let's talk total here. We haven't talked total on a few games. So uh, Chicago's really, off really quickly because it matters to the total. Is how much of a downgrade is Bailey Zappi from Mac Jones to you? Still a downgrade, man. I'm I'm a Mac Jones fan. I know Mac Jones uh, didn't look particularly impressive when he did play this year. I saw a lot of development from him last year. I, I was really impressed last year with his ball placement. Um, I'm in the same camp as you. I, I think he's significantly better. Um, it's just hard to say that with authority because they've been winning and because he's barely played this year. Let's exactly. be honest. Uh, he, I think he got banged up in the Pittsburgh game, which was like week two. And then so, it was the Baltimore game the next week, which they almost completed the comeback. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. 39 and, and a half uh, we, for the total. Uh, I don't blame him. I mean, do you blame it for being that low? That sounds about right to me. I think that's almost a perfect total for this game. Yeah, because I could see this game playing out exactly the way the Detroit game did for New England two weeks ago, right? Where it's 28 to 0. It's going to be 30 to 8. 30 to 8. Yeah, it's going to be 20. It's going to be like 28 to 8. And New England's just going to snap the ball over the punter's head, take a safety, and, you know, (laughs) call it a day or something. Um, Yeah, I I would stay away from the total. I could see where you might be inclined, given that it's an eight-point spread, to want to take Chicago. I'd strongly advise against that. I would take New England to cover the spread if I were to do anything, and then obviously pick them, uh, take the Patriots. And by the way, we need to start talking about the Patriots uh, as a playoff team, because even though they're in the ridiculous AFC, they're starting to put some wins together, man. And, uh, uh uh-oh, you're looking something up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Their schedule the next four weeks is incredibly soft. Like, I mm-hmm. won't be shocking if what was this team one and three a few weeks ago, if they're seven and three before you know, which is very similar to what they did last year, right? They started this year off what two and four, and all of a sudden they were eight and four. Wouldn't shock me if they did it yeah. again. 
Yeah, they had that key loss late in the year um, at home against Buffalo. Um, and then they, they weren't really as good down the stretch. And then, of course, they lost in the playoffs as well. Um, but they can run the ball better point, though. They can run the ball much better than they could last year. Like that offensive line is playing out of their minds right now. I understand, but that Monday night game they won at Buffalo. Oh my gosh, that was a running game clinic. Uh, that game, but um, yeah, I'm just saying the Patriots. I think they're going to be there at the end of the year. I think they're going to be a wild card team, and um, it's a little surprising. I didn't have them as lowly rated as you did, but we both had them pretty low rated. And I think they're one of the pleasant surprises this year. If you can call the Patriots a surprise, it's kind of odd to say. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's run through these games uh, again really quickly. Saints-Cardinals on Thursday night. We both like the Cardinals to win. Uh, Falcons-Bengals. We both like the Bengals to win. I like the Falcons to cover. Elliot likes the Bengals to cover, even though he didn't hear any of the injury news. Uh, Lions at Cowboys. We both like the Cowboys to win, but I like the Lions to cover. You you are a believer in Dak Prescott, so you're taking them to cover. Titans, uh, or Colts at Titans. We both like the Titans to win and cover. Packers at Washington. We lo- both like Green Bay to win. Maybe stay away from that spread. I'll I'll still take Green Bay there. Tampa Bay at Carolina. We both like Tampa to win. I like Tampa Bay to cover. Elliot says stay away. Giants at Jags. I like the Jags to win and cover. Elliot likes the Giants to win and cover. Browns at Ravens. We both like the Ravens to win, but we would bet the Browns to cover that spread. Jets at Broncos. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, we like the Broncos to probably win. Probably. Uh, Texans at Raiders. We both like the Raiders to win and cover. Seahawks at Chargers. I like... We both like the Chargers to win. That spread is difficult at minus six. Are we staying away or are we taking them to cover? Okay. Take them to cover. Okay. Oh. Chiefs at 49ers. We both like officially, as you like to say. Uh, we both like the 49ers to, uh, or the Chiefs to win and cover. Steelers at Dolphins. You like the Dolphins to win and cover. I like the Steelers to cover. And I, if I had to bet, I think I would take the Steelers to win that game. Bears at Patriots. We both like the Patriots to win. I'll take the Patriots to cover as well. Yeah, so a couple things here. Number one, I'm changing my mind on Atlanta, Cincinnati. I'll take Cincinnati to win, but not to cover. Uh, Arthur Smith just has those guys playing too good of football right now. If Brian Dable wasn't having the year that he's having, I'd have Arthur Smith as my coach of the year so far. Um, Yeah, $10,000 pick. I feel pretty confident about the Titans covering that spread. Wasn't it two and a half? Two and a half. They're favored by? Yeah, I feel pretty confident with that one. How about you? Yeah, I like Mike Vrabel. They're all coming off a bye. It's fine with me. Is there a better? Do you have something uh, better for us? No. I mean, all the rest of these games no. are just so gross. No, probably not. Yeah, I, I just, I going through it, that was the one I think I felt the most confident about. And that's always good to say, I think I felt, because that sounds like a real confident statement. Yeah. Except not at all. Okay. So I'm going to guide you in your final thought here. I'm going to oh. ask you a specific question. Okay. No, I, I had something all ready to go. No, but, no it's, yeah. I, I'm teasing you, but I'm going to, I want you to answer this first. I told you that the one thing I'd really like to see this week, a little bit under the radar is I'd really like to see Davis Mills play well. Is there one thing under the radar kind of not talked about that you'd like to see this week? Mm. That's I'd like to see the chargers actually throw the ball down the field. I, I, I get I'm so tired of this dink and dunk underneath offense, everything behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. 
Give him like you know some max protect and let him throw the ball down the field. That's why we fell in love with Justin Herbert last year. It's because he would make these insane 50-yard frozen rope throws. I-, I hope this is the game that the Chargers finally allowed him to do that. That's why 80s and 90s football is better. Yeah, okay. uh, my actual final okay, word. Final thought. Did you see the Creed 3 trailer yet? No. Are you did did you watch the first two Creeds? I did. I did. Well, did you enjoy so that? They brought dry. If they brought, you know, I thought Creed Two was a little overrated. Um, I would agree. With it, that. it was enjoyable, but you know, uh, Creed Creed was good. Um, I don't think Creed should have won like the Academy Award, but it was good. It was a. Um, it, it didn't cheapen the Rocky series at all. No, not at all. Not at all. It delivered. It was just you know it was hyped up a lot. Once people saw it at the theater, they were talking about how great it was. Um, okay, so if they brought back Drago, who did they bring out? Let me guess, Mr. T's son? I think it's, I, I, I haven't seen this confirmed anywhere, but I think it's Apollo Creed's actual son. Not actual son, like it with his wife, his, his wife's son. Okay. I don't remember him having kids any of the movies yeah but i remember because he was in the swimming pool throwing tennis balls to the golden retrievers yeah but i think wasn't there a kid in in rocky too when he's like reading the the uh all the mail mail that he got and he like throws it up in the air or whatever i remember his wife in rocky too i i i think they were in there but it's fine i don't know i'd have to i mean listen it's i'm in regardless i I think of course you are uh, so I, we, we've been kind of getting out of our rhythm of uh, having a Rocky quote in every every single yeah. uh, show. So I, I got one for us as we leave. Yeah. Ellie, I think you and I, we make some really sharp co- uh, couple of coconuts. I'm dumb. You're shy. What do you say? <laughs> I still say the most underrated Rocky movie is Rocky Balboa. The one oh, that's he very did good. Like, yeah. Yeah. That one's a, it's a charming movie, I would say. But uh, I think with that, we can go. Uh, we will pull a football card uh, tomorrow after the Thursday night game. And uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you. We hope you enjoy your weekend of football. Enjoy that Jets at Broncos. Yeah, it's a perfect time for the music to come in. Uh, should we say anything? Like one, I usually like to say this at the end of the podcast. No? Cueing you up. country. Let's ride. He is at Marcus underscore Mosher. He's the host of Locked on Cowboys. He covers the Raiders for USA Today. And I am at Harrison NFL on Twitter. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. And uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow night. Take care, everybody. Get him a body bag.